0: Good afternoon. We are digging through the Bible, looking for some end-time events. Uh, in uh, theological terms, it's called eschatology. If you're interested in that, it's, eschatology is the study of end-time events and how they uh, how they go. The Sequence or the order of things in the end times Uh, One thing for sure we know, we can't set a date Uh, Jesus made sure to tell us that there was no uh, Date that we could set Because the power is only in the Father's hands It's not in uh, our hands It's not in our intellect It's in His ability and His ability alone The Father to tell the Son when to go So um, if you have your Bibles today Turn to Revelations chapter 20 Revelation chapter 20 And we're going to look at a few verses here And uh, Last week we talked about uh, The rapture of the church we, It's called the blessed hope That we're hoping for the day that Jesus Told us in John chapter 14 That he would go away and prepare a place for us But if he went away that he would also Come again and receive us unto himself The uh, The angel told him in Acts chapter 1, he said, Men of Galilee, while you stand here gazing up into heaven, this same Jesus that was taken from you will like manner come and receive you unto himself. So we definitely know that Jesus is coming on the clouds, and there's going to be a rapture of the church, and he's going to take us away. But let's look at Revelation chapter 20, starting at verse 1. It says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, so that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand year, years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. And I saw thrones, and they that set upon Adam, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast nor his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or in their hands and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished this is the first resurrection blessed and holy is he who is part in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power but they shall be priests and of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it establishes our goings. God, we just pray today that you would just uh, use this word to be manifest in our life. God, that we could live out what you're speaking to us today. Lord, that it would give us the abilities to do the things that we're unable to do on our own power. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody says, amen. Amen. So definitely the next thing that's going to happen that we need to be watching and waiting for is the rapture of the church, the catching away of the saints. And uh, we know that according to Thessalonians that we read last week, that the dead in Christ, those that have went on before us that are, are uh, buried in the ground, that they're gonna, the graves are going to give up the dead and they're going to raise first, and then we which are alive remains are going to be caught up together to meet Jesus in the air. Uh, the rapture's next. Look at your neighbor and say, the rapture's next. That's the next thing to happen. That's uh, what we got to look forward to right now. It's a blessed hope that we have. And uh, we need to uh, find uh, rest in knowing that, that Jesus assured us, and that he's truthful in his sayings, that if he told us something, he will fulfill it. He's faithful and true, the Bible declares. So as we're waiting upon this uh, moment to happen where the church will be caught up, and when you think about that, that uh, that the church will be taken out of this world, and you need to understand that if we're looking at it from the perspective that uh, there will be no more church when the church when Jesus comes and receives the church and takes it away, what kind of world will this be? What kind of earth will exist without Christians praying, without a church to be a witness of the gospel of Jesus, without people of uh, moral aptitude to say? I want the best thing for humanity. After the church is taken away, I believe it will be total chaos. That there will be a point where that the, the church has gone away. We're in heaven. Can I tell you assured today where heaven is? I have no idea. Amen. That's coming from me. I, I studied scripture. I've tried to learn about it. And as far as I can tell in scripture, he never did give us a longitude or latitude or anything like that. And say, so go to this point and look up. That's where it will be and it's, it's just the only thing I know is that over in Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago there was a man named Jesus and he resurrected from the dead he was walking around a dead man walking that was alive and whenever he was standing there he stayed with his disciples 40 days and 40 days later he was standing there talking to them out in Jerusalem and he ascended into heaven and he went up on that cloud that's what I can tell you that's where he left to go to heaven so it might be right above Jerusalem I don't know but I can't tell you where heaven's going to be but I can tell you this that I trust and know God has a heaven that He's created for us, and it's a real place. It's a place that exists. Do I know where? No. Does anybody else? No. Does God know? Yes. So there's a lot of things we gotta give over in this life that I just don't know. But I gotta trust Him. It's called faith. The Bible says, but without faith it's impossible to please God. We've got to come to him and believe that he is and he's the reward of those that diligently seek him. That's Hebrews chapter 11. But as we look at this, that, that the rapture of the church, he's catching us away. He's taking the church out of the earth. The earth is going to be a place that's going to be chaotic. It's going to be a place where that, where that evil is going to try to take over. Because anytime there's no good, how many knows evil will flourish? Amen? Take the good people out, evil is going to flourish. It's just the way it's going to be. So at the rapture of the church, it's going to happen. Well, how long of a period is that going to be? And if you study scripture and study your text and try to figure out end time prophecy, and like I said many times before, I don't preach on end times a lot because there's a lot of unknowns to it. There's, there's a lot of things that is known from scripture, but there's a lot of things that we got to piece together and pair this with that. But there's most people, most Christians believe that at the rapture of the church, that there's a seven year tribulation period. Let your neighbor say seven years you need to remember that <laughs> there's going to be seven years it's in Daniel, Daniel chapter 7 he talks about times, times and a half that there's, and he talks about how many days and you can study Daniel and there's also a place in, I think it's in Revelation chapter 11 that talks about how many days that there's going to be tribulation that it marks out the number of days and it figures out to be seven years there's going to be a seven year tribulation of, of the planet earth without the church that's been raptured away without the saints here it's going to be a trying time. So uh, if you study into that and dig a little bit deeper, the way Daniel the prophet uh, speaks about it, those times, times and a half is actually three and a half years. So he marks out three and a half years. And also in Revelations it says that, that the Antichrist, the evil uh, uh, Antichrist is going to have a dominion over a fourth part of the earth. So I, in my beliefs, what I've studied scripture to believe is, is the antichrist is going to set up a kingdom and, and have a, a ruling empire over a fourth part of the earth how much is that well there's seven billion people there's about one billion people that's christians they say on planet earth right now so if the church gets raptured today that means one billion's leaving six billion is staying so a fourth part of that divides six into four I don't know what that is I'm not very good at math one point something I don't know somewhere there about so it's, you see what I'm saying, that there's, there's that many people that the, the Antichrist is going to initially rule over, that fourth part of the earth. And as he sets up dominion, I don't know where that's going to be. There's some places on earth, like America, there's a, they say somewhere between 11 and 17% of people are born-again Christians that trust Jesus to be their Savior. So about 17%, so 17 out of every 100 people you know, on, on if you go on statistics, is going to leave earth. In an instant, in a twinkling of an eye, when Jesus is, comes back on the cloud and receives his church home, 17 out of every 100 people in America is going to leave to go be with Jesus. Don't know where that is. We're just going with him. And I assure you, if he comes on the cloud, I want to go. Amen? I don't want to stick around for that seven-year tribulation. I want to get out of here. I don't want to have to endure that pain and heartache. So, as this happens, but there are some nations of the earth, like Turkey, there's less than one percent of one percent of that population in Turkey that's a Christian. Sometimes you'll go in Turkey, and some of our missionaries that go over there, uh, some of them that's there today. There's missionaries that's there today. She just posted there today the about going to a wedding and stuff. But there's missionaries that's there currently there, and and they will go for days, sometimes weeks, and even a month without seeing another Christian. There's none. So in Turkey, when the Rapture of the Church happens. Not a lot of people are going to be saying, wow, what happened? It's not, going to be, it's not going to be an occurrence that makes any difference in their life. Life is going to go on for those Muslim nations. Saudi Arabia, same thing. Jordan. Jordan is getting more Christians now. There's a lot of churches growing up in Jordan and in Iraq. Iraq, actually, there's a lot of churches that's being birthed in Iraq. It's, it's a, a Muslim nation, but there's churches growing there. All over the northern panhandle of, of Africa. Uh, You look at all those, Lebanon, all those different countries uh, there that they're they're Muslim nations, that 99 point something percent is Muslim. There's no Christians there. They won't see that much difference at the rapture of the church. So it's going to be easy for an evil empire to be set up and come in and somebody to claim to be a prophet or the Antichrist to come in and say, worship me and I'll give you all these good things. And a lot of people will line up. Because in humanity, we usually, the only reason I go to work, I don't go to work because I love work. Does anybody go to work just because you, man, I couldn't wait to get up to go to work. <laughs> I don't go to work to just go to work. I go to work to earn a paycheck so that I can get the stuff I want. Amen? So that's the way we are as huma- humans. Our human nature is that where that we will do something to get the stuff we want. So when you think about an evil empire or somebody that say, if you will just worship me, I'll make sure your Walmart card is good. The second biggest computer system on planet Earth today is Walmart. The only other computer system that's bigger than Walmart is the United States federal government. There's actually, you can watch this stuff, there's, there's videos about it, you can go watch this stuff, it's a reality. Walmart tracks your spending habits. If you go buy a tapioca pudding on the fourth day of the month, every month and buy a six pack, they know your credit card number, they know your residence, they know what Walmart you go to, and their shipping department ships that stuff to be on the shelf where you shop. It's a reality. That's what computers has done. So you think it's gonna be hard for the Antichrist to shut down the food chain, the food supply? It's absolutely possible today. Wouldn't have been possible a thousand years ago. It's possible today. one person one individual can eliminate food from hitting your table and he can literally set up a place to say unless you take this mark on your hand or on your head you're not eating sure you can try to grow a garden and eat spinach and do whatever you can do but during a drought during desert and it even says in Revelation about the different horsemen and all the different things that plagues are coming there's going to be droughts there's going to be all these different things we know in the end times so during this seven-year tribulation period it's going to be hell on earth look at your neighbor and say hell on earth yeah you can say hell say hell on earth tell her she needs to hear hell on earth is no fun it's not going to be a fun time it's going to be a trying time so tribulation is going to be painful it's going to be something to endure and unless you take that mark and basically this is the three and a half year mark and that's the reason Daniel breaks it up in two different segments that there's a, a point right after the rapture of the church the first three and a half years the devil's uh, the antichrist is going to set up and he's going to try to get people to follow him and do all these different things to set up his kingdom And as he's doing this to try to draw people and lure people he's going to promote peace He's going to talk about all this security he's going to talk about all these things But three and a half years in when all these pestilences and, and different things starts happening people are start, going to start doubting him And that's the point when there will be a mark of the beast We know what the number is Right if you've ever watched any of the end-time movies or any of the different things, what's the movie you're going to have on your hand? Anybody? 666. Francis, if she goes to McDonald's and they ring up her bill and it comes out and the, and the total is 666, she'll buy something else. She said, I don't want that number on my ticket. And I don't blame her. I, anytime I see the number 666, it's like an automatic, uh-oh, I've heard that number before. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want no 666 marked on me. So I'll usually pick up bubble gum or buy something else or, or put something back. I, I'm not getting no 666 number. It's probably, uh, some people call it superstition. I call it stupid stupidstition. But any, either way, uh, I don't want the 666 number around me or my family. Amen? So three and a half years in here, we've been, when the church has been raptured out, And the antichrist sets up his kingdom Starts taking over a fourth part of the earth Three and a half years in Pestilence and all these different things Start to happen Droughts and, and all this destructive forces That God allows to begin to happen to planet earth The antichrist sets up and says Unless you take this mark You're not getting anything This is devastating People are either going to take the mark or not. And it even says that in Scripture here that, that the two witnesses that it talks about right here that we just read about, there's two witnesses in, in Jerusalem that's going to begin to prophesy about the second coming of Jesus. And as they begin to prophesy about these things, the Antichrist is not going to like it, and he's going to behead them. He's going to have them beheaded right in the streets of Jerusalem because of their witness. The Bible also talks about in Revelation that there's 144,000 witnesses that's going to be uh, they're during the Battle of Armageddon, that's going to set up camp, and they're going to be in there. And they're they're Jewish people, they're virgin Jewish people that are are set their whole life totally to Jesus Christ. One hundred forty-four thousand—that's a lot of people. And you need to think about this: that even though we're looking at this Jewish, and you're saying, "Really, the Jews are going to remain here?" Yeah. What's the only way to get to go in the rapture? Be bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Live a life as faithful and true to Jesus as you can am I saying that only perfect people is going into rapture? Absolutely not because if only perfect people go, nobody's going to go other than Jesus, amen the people that apply the blood of Jesus Christ to their life will go into rapture, other people won't there's Jewish people out there today and there's millions of people that are Jewish people that are living in the nation of Israel and we know according to scripture in the Old Testament told us that Israel will become a nation again in 70 A.D., the Romans come in, the Roman Empire, and destroy Jerusalem. They cast everybody out and disbanded the, the nation of Israel. And in 1948, right after World War II, they set up and made a league and put the Israel nation back in existence over there, and they have their land that God promised Moses and them so many years ago. Israel is a nation again. But Israel that don't know Jesus... The Israelites that don't know Jesus are not going into rapture. They're going to live through the tribulation. But they're going to come to a knowledge and understanding that Jesus was the Christ. They're going to get a picture into their holy text that they read just the Old Testament, and they're going to get a picture of a second coming of Jesus. They're going to get a reality moment, and they're going to see and they're going to know they're not going to take the mark. There's 144,000 of them for sure will not take the mark. There's two of them that's going to witness in Jerusalem and be beheaded because they won't stand up for the antichrist sad but it's the way scripture lays it out three and a half years in all hell breaks loose it's not going to be heaven on earth it's going to be hell on earth whatever you do get right with god live your right life as well pleasing as you can towards god because the bible says that the next thing that's going to happen is the rapture of the church and you got to be ready it talks about that jesus is going to come as a thief in the night you ain't going to have any warning. There's going to be a trump of God's going to sound, and the dead in Christ are going to raise first, and then we which are alive and remain are going to be caught out with them. It's going to be an instantaneous thing. You need to be ready. Amen? So as you see, this is happening. Rapture, three and a half years where the Antichrist is trying to promote peace and security and safety and all these things. Tribulation, turbulence begins to happen three and a half years in. At the end of that seven-year period, there's going to come down to a point where that I believe myself, I don't know where the empire is going to be. Uh, I know it's Gog and Magog, and you can read the Old Testament prophets and see and know that, that um, some say that's Russia. Some of them, you know, it's up in the region that's to the north because definitely to the north. uh, And it's already some people are marking the track that Russia's doing coming through Crimea and all the different things they're doing right now. That's pointing in the direction for them to make a route for direct descent upon Israel. It's happening today. December 23rd, last year, 2016, President Obama threw the United Nations for the first time in American history since 1967 war, the, uh, Israel took over more land. In 1967, they was in a war, the Six Day War. And as they took over more land, they took over part of Jerusalem, the West Bank, Gaza, uh, all those different strips they took. And from 1967 until 2016, the UN always said that Israel has a right to those lands. Last year, for the first time in American history, we had an American president that said the 1967 borders no longer exist. It should go back to what it was in 1948. And when he said that, when they voted in the UN Council, basically what they done was give away Jerusalem to the Palestinian movement. If you don't think we're living in scary times, (laughs) you got another thing coming. Everything is pointing towards this season The existence of earth and as this is happening at the end of but I can tell you right now Jesus his second coming isn't going to happen for seven years I'll I'll proclaim that right now he's not coming back for seven years really you just told me you couldn't say a day or a time I did but I know this there's a seven-year tribulation period and there's a rapture of the church his second coming is not the rapture Jesus don't set foot on earth until the end of that seven year period and then when he comes it says he's going to rule and reign and whenever Jesus sets foot on the earth it talks about that there's going to be an earthquake and the mountains are going to split and he's going to set up on Jerusalem and that's the battle of Armageddon if you ever watch any of the end time uh, movies what's uh, left behind series it was a book series a guy Tim LaHaye done a few years ago and uh, awesome study and they've made movies about it it's really cool Uh, But the battle of Armageddon is what it's setting up towards And there's a movie Armageddon There's all different kinds of stuff you can watch about Armageddon That's really going to happen And that's when Jesus' second return The return of Christ is going to happen His second coming is at the battle of Armageddon Because when he sets his foot upon that mountain The earth cannot contain The presence of our God Amen Evil will be done away with In an instant And the cool thing is Jesus don't have to put the handcuffs on It says in this verse that we just read in Revelation chapter 20 that an angel came with chains and he bound the serpent and cast him into the bottomless pit. (laughs) Ain't that amazing when the cop don't even have to arrest the other people can? The angels are going to arrest the devil and put him in this bottomless pit. And then there's going to be a thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. What's that going to look like? Actually, heaven, we come back with Jesus during that second coming. It talks about that Jesus will come and the Messiah will come with his... uh, armies as numerous as thousands and tens of thousands are going to be with him that's us we'll be wearing white robes coming back with Jesus to set up dominion on this earth it's going to be a kingdom it's going to be a kingdom that's hard for us to understand as Americans today we like democracy amen I like democracy don't you like going to vote feels like I'm playing a part I don't know if they're cheating I don't know if Russia's hacking I don't know what's going on but at least it feels like I'm pulling the trigger anyway right Democracy is a good thing. We really like democracy. And democracy really is a picture of our human nature. Because we like doing what we want to do. Amen? I like freedom. I like doing what I want to do. But a kingdom is a whole different mindset. It's a whole different thing. If you go into a kingdom, a king decrees and the people do. So when Jesus comes, he, isn't, he ain't going to set up no democracy. He's not going to be knocking on the door. Hey, Amy, what do you think about this? You think I ought to do this? Why don't you care to cast a ballot box on that? We'll, we'll put it out on the ballot box, and you just choose what. It, you want a, a option A or option B. He's, when Jesus' kingdom is set up, he is going to decree things on this planet Earth for a 1,000 years. It's heaven on Earth. Won't that be wonderful? We're going to live on this planet Earth for a 1,000 years under the reign and rule of Jesus Christ and I know that what the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof that you can go back and read the Psalms and it tells you that that Jesus owns it all he owns the cattle on a thousand hills we know all the verses that Jesus actually owns the planet earth why does he why does he own it because he made it but does he control it today is he omnipotent absolutely he's all powerful is he omniscient he's all knowing absolutely is he omnipresent yes he's everywhere all around us all the time But he doesn't control it today Because back in the Garden of Eden Humanity, Adam and Eve said We don't want you here We want to know And God left Dominion up to us So today We decide What we want to do During this thousand year millennial reign It ain't up to us We'll do what he tells us to do And that's what will make heaven on earth so We've got a decision to make today Why do we have to wait till that millennial reign To get heaven on earth Can I have heaven today on earth I think so Why because Jesus is prayer Amen He taught us how to pray We call it the Lord's prayer It actually wasn't his prayer He was teaching us how to pray I think Jesus knew how to pray Amen I don't think he had to be taught He, he knew how to pray to the Father He had a relationship with Heavenly Father He knew how to talk to him but they, the disciples asked him, teach us to pray, Jesus, and he taught them how to pray. So we know the Lord's Prayer. You might want to start it off? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whoa, stop right there. Jesus taught us to pray. Two thousand years ago as humans that we could have heaven on earth why would he have us to ask for something we couldn't receive amen he taught us to pray let us have heaven on earth now don't make us wait till the millennial reign so as humanity as humans right now we have a condition that we have a sin condition that we have to deal with and God says he'll come in and clean us up if we'll ask for forgiveness of our sins He'll come in and take abode with us. He'll dwell with us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. He can come and dwell within us if we'll ask. The way to get heaven on earth now, the way to have heaven in your home now is to pray, God, take the sin out of my life and you come in my life, clean my life up and make my home a place where heaven can dwell because he can't dwell where sin exists. We can have heaven on earth now. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven anybody care to go on give us this day our daily bread don't that make you hungry I love coming to church and leaving hungry amen that's just the the fun about church is getting to go eat afterward That's, that's awesome right so give us daily bread today the way to have heaven on earth is to have daily bread from heaven the Israelites, when they left the Egypt and went into the wilderness, they couldn't exist because they run out of food too quick. Guess what they had to have? They had to have something right now. And they prayed, and Moses prayed to God, and God sent manna. Guess what that is? Daily bread. You have to have daily bread in your life. You have to have the presence of Jesus daily in your life to have heaven on earth. You can't just come to church on Sundays and think, man, my week's going to go great this week now, and I don't need any more God till next Sunday. Amen? I need him every waking minute and even when I'm sleeping in my life. The only way my home can be a place where heaven can exist is if I invite God to come in and bring some daily bread because i got to have something to eat. Give us our daily bread. Anybody care to go on? No, I know we always got to start over because it's hard to start in the middle. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh. Give us our daily bread And lead us not into temptation No, 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 we missed a portion No, forgive us Our trespasses As we forgive those who trespass against us The way to have heaven in your life today I'm telling you To get daily bread, you have to have it But you can have all the daily bread you want But if you don't forgive people Heaven can't exist in non-forgiveness we have to forgive those that hurt us. And can I tell you as a Christian, I've been hurt more in my Christian life than I ever was in my life before Christ. Can you get church hurt in church? Amen. Have you ever been hurt in church? Pretty much everybody say, that I can't go to that church, they hurt me down there. You get hurt in church. Sometimes it happens because there's humans involved. And if there's humans involved, guess what's going to happen? Hurt's going to happen. Amen. But Jesus tells us to forgive those who have trespassed against us. He's asking for forgiveness as we forgive those who trespass against us. The way that you get forgiven for the trespasses you've committed against God is to forgive those that' trespassed against you. Has anybody ever been hurt by somebody? Can you just ponder right now and think for just a moment, man, so-and-so they hurt me. They cause pain in my life. And am I telling you that that's easy to do to forgive people? That's the hardest thing you can do is forgive somebody else. But we can't expect grace in our life from God if we don't extend grace ourselves. Amen. Forgive some people in your life. You'll see heaven come to earth. I'm telling you, because if you've ever done it, anybody that's ever forgave somebody and walked up and said, I just I forgive you. I, I totally, it's it's we've got a clean slate. Absolute clean slate. And mean it, there will be a peace come on your life that you don't know about. If you let it go and let God forgive us our trespasses we forgive those trespasses against. and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen his prayer teaching us to pray brings heaven as a reality on planet earth today even before the millennial is to happen. Heaven can happen in your life today. Won't you stand? Bless if you come. We're going to study these end times events for the next two weeks as well. we got two more weeks to go. Um, spending four weeks on it. Can I teach you everything that needs you need to know about the end times? No. Study eschatology. But if you get on, I'm warning you right now, if you go Google eschatology end times, you're going to get 75,000 different views. <laughs> some people believe in a amillennialism and all this different stuff. You'll get all these different views. And some people say there will be a rapture. Some people say there won't be a rapture. Some people say there will be seven years of tribulation. Some people say it's three and a half, three and a half. Some people say there won't be a millennial reign. It's already over. Some people say that in 70 AD, Jesus finished it. It was all done when Roman. Knocked for, there's all kinds of views. But I'm telling you this the reality is you can know the peace of Jesus you can receive it today all you gotta do is forgive those who trespass against you and ask God to forgive you of your sins I'm telling you you'll go in the rapture that's a promise that's scripture if you'll bow your head and close your eyes very simple question I just want to ask everybody here nobody looking around is there anybody here who will say Pastor Ben the word you're speaking today I can feel the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart and I want this heaven on earth in my home and in my family is there anybody here raise your hand and say that's me I want, I want the heaven and earth to be a reality in my home and in my family Amen Amen Thank you for raising your hands I want us to pray together. And you can say this prayer very easily. Heaven on earth will be a reality today. You'll leave here different than you came. Everybody just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking you, I'm asking you. forgive me of my sins, of my faults. Of my failures. Help me to forgive those that's trespassed against me. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me today. Let heaven become a reality in my home, in my family. In Jesus' name. Amen.